0: Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today I'm going to share with you a new root. And it's also that last root that the enemy plants into you to help get a stronger hold in your life when dealing with the seed of violation. And so this particular root is called the root of pain. Now, pain means punishment. It means penalty. And it also means a suffering or distress of body or mind. And the scripture reference that I actually use to kind of combat that comes from Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. And it says, and God shall wipe all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away and again that's revelation chapter 21 verse 4. now when you are at this point in your life everything seems dim Every thought that you have consumes you with the violation that has actually taken place in your life. Even when you try to start your day to dismiss it from your mind, at some point, you pick it back up again and you stay in your emotions, feeling all of the shame and the brokenness and the pain that it brings. The enemy keeps trying to flood your mind And so he starts planning more options for relief, such as wanting you to maybe take some pills or maybe to drink some alcohol to kind of soothe the hurt that you have inside, or maybe even just to run away from everything. Whatever he's trying to do, the goal for him is for you to be able to stay in that situation, but you have to be able to find a way to not to listen to it. And to stop giving giving it life in your mind when you are in deep pain it is hard not to be overwhelmed from it and I do understand that however I want you to try something different this time please try your best to just make a choice to not keep going back to that dark place again but this particular time Give it to God to handle the situation. Pray to God and give him your problem. And I mean, really give it to him. Give it to him completely. Allow yourself to just pour out your heart to God and feel the emotions that you are having with him. Now, I know you may feel uncomfortable talking to God, but know that he hears you. He hears your cry as well. I know it is hard to just deal with, with this particular type of root, you know, the root of pain, because you want immediate resolution for what you are feeling. Usually when you're in a level of pain, you want also justification from what you are feeling. Maybe you want the person that has wronged you to be in pain also, and you want them to suffer and to maybe get the justice that is due to them. You may even want to escape the whole situation and just not deal with anyone. Or maybe you'll go into a different direction and tell everyone what has happened so that other people can know how bad the person is and to kind of continue in that negativity about the person so that it can be filtered to as many people as possible. No matter what your thought process is, you just really have to try your best to not go into that mindset or even trying to get that type of revenge. Or even go into that type of solitude thinking. Because it's not going to really help you. You have to make sure that you let go and let God. And I know it sounds like a phrase that we say all the time. But it really is the direction that you have to get yourself to go into. Now as I have shared with you in the past. It is not like God is not aware of the situation. God shapes and molds us. And many times we grow, develop and are strengthened by the pain and heartaches from what we have gone through, not sometimes by the good times that we've had. So let me just ask you, when things are going good in your life, what things are you learning as everything is smooth sailing in your life? Now, think of some times when things have gone wrong and you came out on the other side even if it was just by a wing and a prayer you may have thought that you were not going to make it through but you can see that you did and you can now see that you are stronger than you thought you were so what do you think that you learned by going through that did going through that help you to grow in areas that you hadn't grown in in the past Now, I know you may not want to go through those challenging things and especially even traumatic things that will create a lesson and growth. But try your best not to look at it like that. Look at it in a way to where God has something monumental for you and he's going to bless you with it. And you must be thoroughly prepared to achieve the task that's going to be in front of you. Sometimes you must go through things to push you and strengthen you and encourage you and even challenge you so that you can keep believing in yourself. You will be a better person, but you're also going to be more equipped to handle everything that comes your way. So just keep that in mind. Now, let's go ahead and look at our example with David and his household. So I'm going to be sharing with you Second Samuel chapter thirteen verses twenty-three through thirty-four, and it's going to be a at this point. It's the first part of that. So it says, two years later, when Absalom's sheep were being sheared at Balhazar near Ephraim, Absalom invited all the king's sons to come to a feast. He went to the king and said, "My sheep shearers are not at work." would the king and his servants please come to celebrate the occasion with me the king replied no my son if we all came we would be too much of a burden on you epsilon pressed him but the king wouldn't come though he sent his thanks well then epsilon said if you can't come how about sending my brother amnon instead why amnon the king asked but Absalom kept on pressing the king until he finally agreed to let all his sons attend, including Amnon. absalom told his men, wait until Amnon gets drunk. Then at my signal, kill him. Don't be afraid. I'm the one who has given the command. Take courage and do it. So at Absalom's signal, they murdered Amnon. Then the other sons of the king jumped on their mules and fled. As they were on their way back to Jerusalem, this report reached David. Epsilon has killed all your sons. Not one is left alive. The king jumped up, tore his robe, and fell prostrate on the ground. His advisors also tore their clothes in horror and sorrow. But just then, Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimeah, arrived and said no not all your sons have been killed it was only amnon Absalom has been plotting this ever since amnon raped his sister tamar no your sons aren't all dead it was only amnon meanwhile Absalom escaped now as you can see from the previous scripture the enemy continued his downward destruction with david's family and it was amazing to see the similarities that even happen between David's life as well as his children. So let's just go ahead and really look at all the different similarities that took place between David and his sons. So David actually desired a beautiful woman, Bathsheba, that he shouldn't have been with because she was married. Now his son, Amnon, desired a beautiful woman, Tamar, that he shouldn't have been with because she was his half-sister. Here goes another one. David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Amnon raped Tamar. David was upset with Uriah because Uriah wouldn't go to sleep with Bathsheba to cover up for the child that David fathered. Amnon was upset with Tamar after having sex with her and threw her out. Then we have David had Uriah killed. Absalom, Amnon's half-brother, had Amnon killed. David and Absalom both had people to do their dirty work. David's own personal sins and the sins of his sons left David in pain. The sins of Amnon left Tamar in pain inwardly and Absalom in pain outwardly, by Absalom taking revenge out on Amnon. In the end, everyone suffered pain. So even though things may not have been taught to David's children directly, there was an indirect teaching that was displayed as they acted out their sins because of their pain. Now, one more key point that I want to point out, especially with David, is that you have to be cautious on who you let into your life. Now, as you may remember from the scriptures, Jonadab, who was David's nephew, his brother's son, was the one that informed King David about Absalom's plot to kill Amnon, and that King David's sons also were still alive. But if you remember... Jonadab was also the one that influenced Amnon to ask Tamar to prepare food for him and to spend time with Tamar. Now granted, Amnon made the final decision to rape Tamar. However, Jonadab tried to make right a wrongdoing by telling King David about Absalom's plot to kill Amnon, which could have all been avoided If Jonadab had never influenced Amnon to be with Tamar from the beginning. So the key message that I want you to see in these last scriptures is for you to just be cautious of anyone. And that could be family members, friends, co-workers, and even church members who create confusion and influence either you to do negative in your life or the life of someone else. There are many people that like to keep mess and drama going on. And then they try to fix it when they know that they were the ones that started the confusion from the beginning. Learn from this story and even other stories that God is teaching us in the Bible. They are there to help and guide us, especially as his children. Now, following God becomes essential when you see the enemy attacking both you and your family's life. It becomes critical to let God guide you in your actions dealing with the root of pain. Otherwise, the end result will be more pain because you will be fragile and unstable of how and what to do next. Being obedient to God and following him helps you to grow your spirit man. It took time for you to grow physically, mentally, and emotionally. It will be necessary to put the time in and to be patient with yourself as your spirit man grows. Yes, it will be challenging, but as you already know, anything worth having is worth working for. Please be willing to develop your spirit man and allow God to teach you to be the child of God that he wants you to be. Also, I hope that you will continue to start one day at a time, little by little, to allow that shame and brokenness and pain from any type of violation to be removed and cleansed from your mind. It's going to take for you to pray and pray and pray even some more, but you just have to be intentional in studying God's word and allow that to really meditate in your mind and in your heart try to really hold on to that scripture, to really just hold on to God's word in your heart. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to actually share with you the new seed of survival that God plants into you. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye.